Bring It On is a public affairs program exploring the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American communities in South Central Indiana and beyond. Bring It On is a forum for the people, by the people, produced by an independent team of volunteers working at the studios of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana, and financially supported by listeners like you. This edition of Bring It On, we're a multiple award-winning show celebrating over 14 years as Indiana's only weekly community radio show committed to exploring the people, issues, and events impacting African Americans. Good evening, and I'm Roberta Redovich. In today's broadcast, you'll also hear an update from one of our previous guests, Dr. Charlie Nelms, all in the next hour on Bring It On. Uh, but first, Dr. Virginia Gathiri believes in using the gifts that God has given her to make the world a brighter place. She not only is a professional vocalist, having more than 20 years of experience, but an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and a professor in the School of Public Health at Indiana University here in Bloomington. Dr. G, as she's lovingly known by many of her friends, is a multi-talented lady. She also loves popcorn. Plain buttered caramel cheese. She just simply loves popcorn. She wanted to share her love of popcorn with everyone she knew. So in October 2016, she founded Popcorn Kernels with a twist. By mid-January of 2017, popcorn had gained a bit of a following and Bloomington residents were beginning were becoming eager to get their hands on this delectable treat. In order to provide local customers and visitors with access to the full range of popcorn flavors and sizes, and let me say popcorn is spelled with a K, uh, Dr. G opened the popcorn store at 221 East Kirkwood Avenue in March of 2017. We've invited Dr. Githeri to join us to update us on her popcorn enterprise and share the story of this venture along with the challenges and major breakthroughs she has enjoyed as a businesswoman. With that, Dr. G, welcome to Bring It On. Thank you so much. It's great to be here this evening. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and when you hear millions saying hello back, then you know we've made it. <laughs> I, I want st- I want us to start off with where in the world does one get the idea that they want to open up a popcorn store? Well, you know what? Um, so I am definitely a popcorn lover. And um, I think the idea for having a gourmet popcorn shop came to me uh, actually about, it'll be close to 12 years now, when I mm-hmm. was um, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of you know there's a very famous popcorn company in Chicago, and uh, I was one of the ones standing in line for an hour and a half, two hours, to wait for this delectable caramel and cheddar mix was Mm. my favorite and I knew that that wasn't available in Bloomington and so in terms of a storefront you know you could get popcorn at the grocery store or uh, the gas station but not really a retail store and so um, I thought we need it I'll do it a high-end popcorn gourmet product. Yes, huh? ma'am. <laughs> right, right here in Bloomington. Oh, yes. So does uh, is entrepreneurial pursuit just kind of run in your blood? It does. Yeah. Uh, my father was an entrepreneur, and his father was an entrepreneur. So my father was from Kenya. He's he's uh, since, uh, he, my father's deceased. But um, I was the kid that picked up that 
that entrepreneurial uh, desire, I guess, if you will. Um, my siblings, I have two siblings as well, but I'm the eldest. And I would go to work with my father sometime at his shop. Um, and he also was gainfully employed. So he always had a full-time job uh, with benefits, you know, and all that stuff. I mean, we had a family, so that's what you do. You do what you mm-hmm. do to take care of your family. But I also also saw the benefits of having your own business. And so um, I just it just the bug caught me. So yeah. I've I've been an entrepreneur probably since as early as I can remember from my early teens and making uh, peanut brittle and selling penny candies to uh, doing stuff with a cosmetics company to doing all sorts of things. And now we're here at the Gourmet Popcorn Company. So how important is it for especially um, people of color, but women to have that second stream mm-hmm. of income? I think it's of critical importance, um, not only so that you can prove to yourself that you're able to uh, allow your ideas to, to spring forth and become reality, but also I think um, when we think about, if we think about what we would consider maybe a traditional household, as it were, oftentimes um, there may be one person in the house that is considered to be the primary wage earner, Um, but it doesn't mean that the other adult person can't also do something or doesn't have a talent or a gift or an interest to do something to contribute to the household. How do you how do you find what your talent or your interest? I mean, how do you know? Yeah, what that's can a great you, question. What you can turn into a money making side hustle. That's a great question. <laughs> so I often say, follow your passion. I know that sounds pie in the sky. And I will say full disclosure, I need you to be gainfully employed. And take care of things before just running out there following your passion, particularly if you have, you know, obligations, which most of us who are adults do. But I do think that your side hustle, um, you should follow your passion. Like I said, when people ask me, why do you start a popcorn company? My response is because I love popcorn. And literally, that's it. But I knew that I could capitalize on that love. Um, And so I think in following your passion, you have to do research. Um, You need to look at your competitors, but don't allow what it's going to cost. Don't allow the fact that there are competitors to stop you. Mm -hmm. Because many of us have passions, dreams, gifts, talents, and abilities, but we are too much in our head, if you understand what I'm saying. And so we allow that um, belief, whatever's in our head, to disallow us to walk forward in our passion. And so there's so much talent in the grave. There are so many gifts. There are so many businesses. There are so many organizations in the grave because we have this thought, this could be a side thing. This could may turn into a fantastic opportunity for my generation, for my family, for generations to come. But because I'm trying to look at all the steps now, I'm doing nothing. That's interesting you say that. Uh, a lot of people have great ideas and, and, they're, and they've sketched out a business plan, if you will, mm-hmm. or just an outline mm-hmm. of put it on paper because mm-hmm. it's driving you crazy and it's keeping you up all night. Right. And it's it's mm-hmm. just an obsession. So I've put it on there. paper. Mm-hmm. And once it's on paper, sometimes it scares people. Mm-hmm. And they want to just take a step back and say, oh, no, I'm not worthy to pursue this mm-hmm. or this is something way out of my league. Um, but you mentioned you took an idea of passion. Mm-hmm. And did you at one point do like many of us do, and that is um, – uh, to say, well, I need to go back and get more education before I launch this? Or did you just say, no, I, I'm gifted. I'm, I feel that I have all the talents needed. 
I'm going to launch it. So for this particular business, I did not uh, pursue extra education to mm-hmm. do this particular business. Um, I do have multiple degrees. One of them is an, an MBA. She got 13 degrees. <laughs> if it were legal, I'd sell them for a couple thousand. Well, maybe 20,000, but we'll talk about that later. Take take this off record. Uh, but no. <laughs> but for this particular business, I didn't necessarily need to have additional formal education, mm-hmm. but I did educate myself. I was clearly, I clearly understand or understood that there were laws, for instance, surrounding food production and laws surrounding um, the sale of food. For instance, just a free tidbit of information, FYI, uh, the state of Indiana does have the cottage uh, law, which allows anyone to produce food. There are certain items on the list, but it's a pretty extensive list, um, you know, in your home, at the farmer's market. The caveat is, though, those are the only spaces where you can sell them. So, for instance, if you're doing a cottage business, let's say you make cupcakes and they're delicious, um, you can sell them at what we would call a roadside stand or the farmer's market within the confines of the law. That means someone can drive up to your driveway and Mm -hmm. pick up their cupcakes. However, you are forbidden from selling those online. You're forbidden from taking them to, let's say, the mall in a shop. You're forbidden from any other space that is not that roadside stand or the farmer's market. And so it's critical to know things like that. So no, I didn't necessarily have to have additional training, but I did have to sure myself on the law, Mm -hmm. educate myself about what's legal, what I actually have the capacity to do. And I wanted to be able to um, sell my product online. I wanted to be able to sell my product in retail spaces, not only my store, but other retail spaces. And so I knew very clearly, based upon what I'd learned and what I'd researched, that I had to go through a full process, you know, and working in a commercial kitchen and all those things. And we can talk about that. Yeah. But I love that because maybe that is the first step for people. Sometimes we get we lose the forest for the trees Mm -hmm. and we're so focused on the thing, the dream. And maybe one approach to get one started is just to think about where your market is, Mm -hmm. what's possible, what Mm -hmm. can you do? Mm -hmm. And and how do you how do you just get yourself started? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about uh, um um, Miss Robbie of Sweetie Pies yes, <laughs> and, and her talking about she was selling uh, meals out the back of her car mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and how one would have to be um, savvy with sort of um, city ordinance and, and, and other kind of legal um, statutes oh, to yeah. be able to understand how to even maneuver that kind of low key business. That's so, right. So it it to me having a side hustle is almost an act of resistance in this moment mm-hmm. of such incredible um economic squeezing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. Um, communities of color Absolutely. To, to find a way to create some not only uh, creativity in one's life, but mm-hmm. to be able to find uh, other avenues of sustainability for your economic growth and, Absolutely. and development for your family mm-hmm. is just an, still continues to be an act of resistance for black Americans. Oh, I yeah. Think. And I think that we've that's I love that you said that because this it's so empowering. I mean, to know that you have what you need within your community is very empowering. But one of the challenges I think that we see or that I've seen is the um, ability to find people who can encourage you in that, right? And to, to be sustained in that encouragement, to not only know that you're enough, 
that you have what you need to go for it, but also to find people in your circle Mm -hmm. who can lift you up in that, because that can also be, there are times that are low and are difficult. I mean, there are times when you want to throw in the towel and I, I'll be honest, I'm grateful that I do have another significant, you know, stream of income that helps to support my business because, um, for this type of business, I'm selling popcorn, y'all. You understand how many popcorn, how much popcorn you have to sell? You got to <laughs> sell a lot of popcorn. Hey, a whole lot. I'm talking about, <laughs> listen, yeah. So <laughs> I'm very grateful, <laughs> you know, to be in a position where I am full-time employed elsewhere. Now, yes, I've used a lot of my income, particularly in the beginning, to support this business because I wanted it to be more than a a hobby. I said, this is going to be a business. And so um, that takes a different type of a sacrifice and a different type of a mind space. But you still need people who can encourage you. Um, And also, you know, not only within our community, but I know we're talking about our community. Really be honest in lifting people up. You know, it's okay if someone, you may have a business idea and you may have been sitting on it for years and someone else is thriving. Don't be mad. Ask if they could mentor you, right? And if some, if you're asked to be a mentor, do it with joy. You know, um, I think that that's how our continuum of, of, of not only goodness, but also um, lifting our community up happens when we really honestly support one another. Indeed. Now, so, you know, uh, I'm obsessed with <laughs> black Americans and mm-hmm. how we do philanthropy. Mm-hmm. Does the popcorn, uh, popcorn kernel with a twist, does it have a philanthropic uh, arm to it, even in its organic grassroots stage yeah. that it's at right now? So we started, um, actually, this year was our first year that we had a very intentional and announced give back, if you will. We have done some, we always, I mean, multiple times a year, we do charitable opportunities for local organizations. Um, we've uh, done things all the way from giving, um, you know, uh, bags of popcorn for different events to gift cards. We do, we oftentimes will do uh, things for their like teachers. There's people that have come to us and they do gifts for teachers at the end mm-hmm. of the year. And so we may give, you know, 15, five or $10 gift certificates, you know, things like that. But sure. this year we actually, I was very intentional about um, a give back for the Lupus Foundation of America. Mm-hmm. So for the week leading up to my birthday, um, so that World Lupus Day, which is the 10th of May, leading mm-hmm. up through the um, 19th of May, um, 10% of the proceeds, or pardon me, 7% of the proceeds from my company from sales went to the Lupus Foundation of America. Um, that Fantastic. actually, mm-hmm, we began a chapter. That actually was important to me because my mother, at 46 years old, so it would have been 21 years ago, died of lupus, the most severe form. And at the time when she was diagnosed, there weren't a lot of um, medications to treat. That's a very... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, difficult disease, as it were, and so, um, and she found a lot of support and help through the Lupus Foundation of America, Indiana chapter. I would go to the meetings with her sometimes in Fort Wayne, and um, you know, I think it's important 
to show that even as a for-profit company um, that you can give back. I think there's something to be said, yeah. not to, you know, be preachy, but I do believe that we are supposed to sow. Oh, I believe give, so. You know? Absolutely. And, and yeah. I think that's one of the best kept secrets about the African-American community mm-hmm. is we have understood corporate responsibility mm-hmm. before that word was even a vogue mm-hmm. cute word to be saying Absolutely. in the financial landscape. So, so let's get back to the because you are multifaceted. <laughs> There's so many different parts about you, and mm-hmm. I, I just adore that about Aww. you. So what um, we were just thinking earlier about the intersection between um, African Americans and faith mm-hmm. and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. philanthropic endeavor and political agency mm-hmm. and how you can't really have one without the other yeah. with our particular peculiar social history (laughs) and um so do you want to talk about that a little bit how these things kind of come together in your life absolutely so Mm -hmm. um I would say if I just look at the um you know the political perspective of it um I certainly would surmise that we do need to be engaged locally Mm -hmm. we need to be engaged in meetings where we talk about our community because when you talk about your local community buying local is huge and sometimes I think because we feel like we're so far from Masta's house we now can go to big box places which I'm not opposed to that at all Mm -hmm. but African Americans have had to be their own mall their own store for so long um, that we have to remember that in order to continue to support ourselves economically and politically we need to be actually engaged in that way that's important Um, just even due to busyness or scheduling I'm not always even the best of attending I would say local political Mm -hmm. events and things like that but I think that that's of critical importance Mm -hmm. Um, from a faith-based perspective Um, I also believe that um, for me personally, uh, you know, utilizing the power of prayer um, and meditation in not only um, developing the business, but also maintaining it, also uh, understanding that I have to call on, you know, my creator for insight and direction is critical for me. Uh, I do that daily. I mean, literally, sometimes it's a point of, okay, what should I do today? Um, you know, give me insight on to um, even what flavors should we make this week? That may sound crazy, but for me, it gives me peace that I trust that um, this idea was come to me in a divine way mm-hmm. and that I'm constantly... It keeps me in a very humble place, understanding that I need to call on my creator to help me mm-hmm. to be able to pursue this with excellence, to be able to be sustained, to be able to have energy in times when my energy is low, to be able to believe that I'm going to receive encouragement when I need it, you mm-hmm. know, um, and I've, I've rested on that. and That's really been powerful for me. And how do you bring this into the classroom? How do you bring mm-hmm. your businesswoman hat <laughs> and integrate it with your scholar hat? So uh, I bring up, 
um, I guess I could say examples when they're relevant. So one case in point, I'm a public health professor. And so um, when we were struggling here in town with, I don't know if you all remember a couple summers ago, the crisis on Kirkwood, it was in the paper, you know, when we were when we were having difficulty with um, our um, um, neighbors, our brothers and sisters who, you know, spend time, um, some of them may suffer with the condition of homelessness or other reasons that they were just kind of hanging out on Kirkwood. Um, and my store was on Kirkwood initially. And so we would see oftentimes some interesting situations unfold. Um, and we would have to call the non-emergency number, you know, a few times. I saw a couple people shooting up right there outside. Um, a few people were to get in altercations. And so sometimes I'll bring those examples up when they're relevant. And I may throw in right across from my shop. I don't, I'm very careful not to, like, for instance, I would never put it in the syllabus. I don't announce it the first day. Uh, What I found is that students Google their professors. And so nine times out of 10, the students already know that I'm an an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. because they've Googled me, you know, Mm -hmm. not trying to gas myself up, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just saying (laughs) we Google people. (laughs) And and the first time a student told me that he Googled me, I asked a question that I was sure that the students didn't know. And one particular student yelled out the answer. I said, how do you know that? You stalking me? He said, I Googled you, Dr. G. I said, don't ever tell anybody you Googled them. But see, are they fascinated by the fact that you're a businesswoman? uh, They are. I think some of them are very intrigued Mm -hmm. and they, will often make appointments with me to talk about, you know, I want to talk about career stuff and how do you do business because I want my own business one day. And so it is encouraging that students are watching. And um, so you always want to, you don't ever want to try to be fake and phony, Mm -hmm. but you always want to remember that people are watching. Yeah. Whatever that means, you know, be cognizant of that because that's a living example for them. If you've just tuned in to bring it on this evening, we're having a delightful conversation with Dr. Virginia Gathiri, who is an entrepreneur. You've been hearing that all through this conversation, a motivational speaker. You've hear, you, you will hear elements of that in her uh, conversation with us. And also an IU professor in the School of Public Health. And she's joining us to share her uh, wonderful story, uh, journey, if you will, in the popcorn that's with a K enterprise that she uh, coined the name for this uh, exotic, delectable, um, tastefully done popcorn. Exotic. Well, exotic <laughs> flavors. Now, wait, wait, wait. Now, I, now I have followed your your path in this because you and I have yes. had a number of conversations, even over the air. We have uh, about just uh, the progression uh, mm-hmm. of your dream, your mm-hmm. vision, your passion, yes, and uh, some of the. Uh, um, some of those moments that would try you. And when you oh. say incorporating your faith, uh, businesses like this will drive you to your knees. Yes, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, through it all, uh, it's your passion for what you do mm-hmm. uh, that has always shown so brightly. And if, if anyone, if, if you could see a smile through a microphone on a radio, you would know this woman is beaming. That's oh, a very gosh. infectious smile. Thank Here you. she is in the School of Public Health, but she has a very infectious smile. That's why they hired her over there. That's, that's, that's the real deal. <laughs> But um, one thing that I'm I'm always uh, intrigued about is when people hit, say, a brick wall mm-hmm. on their journey. Uh, mm. Some people 
do a number of things. They may curl up in a fetal position yeah, and just yeah. lay there. Are you going to preach tonight? Uh, mm-hmm. No, no. I'm, I'm going to <laughs> express without uh, forceful passion. Yes, Lord. <laughs> uh, and some may want to go around or take the easy way or cut mm-hmm. the corners mm-hmm. or, or say yourself, you know, you talked about how roadside versus in your your cottage, mm-hmm, uh, your mm-hmm. home, your domicile, mm-hmm. um, something happened that said, okay, we're going to launch out. We're going to get into a facility mm-hmm. where rent must be paid, Ooh, yes, utilities Lord. must Ooh, be paid. Jesus. And now do you have a staff? I, I noticed online you have a cook. Yeah, absolutely. You have arrived. Mm. You well, have a cook. we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say arrived, <laughs> but I would say, you know, very intentionally recognized Mm -hmm. the move from a hobby to a business okay and and there was a moment when you knew absolutely i could i could do part-time i could sort Mm -hmm. of put part-time effort into Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. hey there's something here that's right and recognizing when you make that determination in the scaling you have to have people on your team I'm very clear to understand and know, even if I weren't otherwise gainfully employed, in order to move the company where I needed it to be, I had to include people. And I had to include people that had gifts and talents Mm -hmm. that I did not have. Um, People that know me really, really well are actually... Many of them, when I told them I was starting a popcorn business, they were shocked because they were like, girl, you just learned how to cook. I mean, what you mean? Like, what you what you talk about? Like, what? F- full disclaimer. She, whole, she cooks popcorn very well. Yeah, hey, <laughs> you know, full full disclaimer. They was like, see, you serving raw chicken. She can so make we a feel mean like, cup of coffee, though. Well, I thank tell you. you yes, I can. I am the best barista ever. But, <laughs> but the reality is, is people literally, like, I didn't even know how to see I'm, I'm talking too much now but I didn't even know how to boil an egg really legit till I was like 25 I would throw the egg in boiling water and be like this is stupid why do people boil eggs <laughs> well you know I mean <laughs> just just couldn't cook <laughs> and so to evolve in that way mm-hmm. people who really know me they're like no nah, that ain't real and so um for some strange reason uh I have this proclivity for cooking popcorn and coming up with these flavors and I definitely say it's divine mm-hmm. uh, popcorn alchemist yes that's what I <laughs> I've been called a sorcerer I've been called all sorts of things <laughs> a vixen I've been called all those in my face but um <laughs> but I just you know I understood though too even though I have a bit of a skill in mixing up flavors and doing things I'm not, that's not really my primary lane or my gifting. Mm -hmm. And so my, the young lady who's does the kitchen stuff, she's brilliant. I always, I'm like, she's a beast. She's Mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. She is amazing. And I knew very clearly that my business would not thrive if I were trying to do it all. That's not how it is structured. And so when you're doing a business, It's important to be sensitive to the fact and understand when you need help and to be able to be open to selecting people who are better than you in certain tasks in your business. It's okay. It's providing economic opportunities for people. It's allowing you to focus on things that you should focus on in your business. Um, It's allowing your business to grow by virtue of the ideas that they have. 
and it's been so marvelous. I mean, there was a certain point we make up, we hand make our caramel, we hand make everything, but caramel is very delicate. It's very difficult. And there came a certain point before I hired this young lady. I literally yelled out. I said, I will not be a slave to caramel because <laughs> listen, y'all. Were, were, were you eating the product? <laughs> no, I wasn't eating the product. I was burning the product. Okay. So I had got so tired <laughs> that I'd come to a point of just like, this is crazy, Lord. This cannot be what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. I was, And I was starting to become weary. I was starting to become annoyed. I was starting to become like, mm, I don't need this. I got four degrees. Three of them is advanced. One of them is a PhD. I'm a high wage earner. I don't need this. Mm-hmm. And I literally was going to shut it down. But I just knew there was something in me. This is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You need to, you know, if you got to go into your closet and meditate, pray, figure out the answer. But closing the thing shutting it down stopping is not what you're and I just knew that deep within me mm-hmm. so I'm glad that I was able to <laughs> calm myself down from yelling out I'm not being a slave to Carmel mm-hmm. and quiet myself to get the answer that I needed and the answer came mm-hmm. in this young lady who has just been amazing for the company um, your faith uh, just shines through mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's it's wonderful to see that you incorporate your faith and in and, and everything you do mm-hmm. um, is it possible for the customer to taste this passion and the flavoring of the popcorn because now I want, I want to talk about these flavors yes uh, sir uh, we we we've had. Um, I mean, do you think? Are you saying there's like a Jesus flavor? There's a rabbi flavor. There's no. a Farrakhan flavor. I mean, what are you talking about? Oh no, well, Some of the some of the creations. Um, I understand caramel. I understand mm-hmm. uh, the buttered. I understand yes, sir. the cheese, but caramel and cheese. Oh yeah, that's the Chicago that's mix. popular. Yes, so that's people know that as. The I mean, Chicago I don't know if that's. Mix. I don't know if that's copyrighted. If it is, it is. I'm so. And that's, that's okay. It is by a company in Ohio. It's not Garrett's. Yep, I'm putting y'all on blast, whatever. But um, we call it that. It's a company in Ohio copyrighted that, mm-hmm. and I know that very clearly. That's why I don't use that name. Oh. But people do come in and say, do y'all have the Chicago mix? And we know clearly what they're talking about. It's kind of a proxy so, for that. Yes, but yeah. we call ours Midwest Delight. Pineapple and mango flavored popcorn. We could do it. We actually, you're in our head. We just had that discussion today, hmm. myself and my kitchen lady. So, listen. Pineapple and mango flavor. For the summertime. Oh, yeah. Tropical. Mm-hmm. Tropical. Why y'all in my head? Call though. it South Florida. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Miami Beach. Miami Beach. Oh. There you go. <laughs> hey, I want 10%. Now, 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 is there a, is there by chance a barbecue flavored There is. Popcorn? We have summer barbecue. That's our flavor of the month for this month. And let me tell you. What's in it? Mm. Cayenne it's, pepper? It's, we do have a little cayenne, just a little bit, but it's another secret blend. Okay, of course it's secret. Yes, we do our own. So that's one thing that we do. We hand blend our spices for our flavors. So like okay. we've done, okay. um, for instance, for holiday time, I wanted to do pay homage to my mother. Mm-hmm. And she was from the South. And so um, candied yams is something that we would always have. And Southern candied yams use a whole lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. Brown a little sugar. corn syrup. Okay. We did a mix, brown and white sugar, okay. corn syrup. We don't do marshmallows. No marshmallows. No, no marshmallows, mm-hmm. but heavy on the nutmeg. Okay. And so 
I wanted to do a candied yam popcorn. So we actually used real dehydrated sweet potatoes. We dehydrated the sweet potato so that it would be shelf stable. And we did our glaze and we hit it with a whole bunch of nutmeg. And let me tell you something. Listen. All the people gained the weight in the all the weight <laughs> and was ready to fight because on account of how oh. that candied yam popcorn tasted, it was delicious. <laughs> we did a sage and savory because I was wanting old fashioned southern dressing. So mm. we came up with our own blend and spices. We um, cooked the cornmeal to make sure that it was cooked enough that we could, you know, blend it in our mix. And we had cornmeal. And oh, the sage and mm-hmm. so so really the sky's the limit as far as oh. the type of flavors you can come up with. It was like a Willy Wonka type thing going on. You could have like a meal in. Oh a, yeah, absolutely. Of chocolate. Yes. Popcorn. Yes. White chocolate. Popcorn. Oh yes, we do white chocolate with. We have one called uh, Celebration. Okay. And it's white chocolate with sprinkles, a very popular flavor. We don't do the chocolates as much in the summer mm-hmm. because we don't add anything to our chocolate. A lot of times when you get chocolate things, they add uh, syrups and different things, which is okay to harden it or candy it. I don't quite like that. Yeah, too crunchy or, mm-hmm. or just... Yeah, and know. I just don't like the extra sweetness to it. So we pretty okay. much, if we're going to do the chocolate, we just do the chocolate. Now, now, you know, it's one thing to talk about the flavors, mm-hmm. but you have to have the right type of popcorn kernel yes to use i mean that's and, right and we won't call brands or names mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but it, it just it's not your 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 standard generic shelf correct kernel that you can go to any establishment here in bloomington and pick up and buy whatever mm-hmm. do you have a, a special place that you order? don't have to divulge where it mm-hmm, is but, yep. but there's a secret place out there that yes, you get your corn that's correct okay. yeah we do we use a particular okay. type of gourmet kernel because okay. it holds up to flavoring and it is considered to be hullless. Now, all popcorn has hulls because it has seeds. Right. But it has significantly fewer hulls. And so, because a lot of times people struggle with that, you know, in their teeth and they get them in sure, their gums. Sure. And um, children oftentimes can't, they, they might get stuck on the tongue and they don't know how to get it off. And they can, you know, all kinds of things can happen. Mm-hmm. So um, the kernels that we buy are a gourmet type of kernel that holds up to flavoring. It's a round kernel or what we call mushroom kernel. That's the one thing I have to admit that, you know, I love popcorn, mm-hmm. but it's just the aftermath after eating the popcorn when mm-hmm. you have to go through, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and it's just <laughs> yeah, the sacrifices you make for really wonderfully uh, tasting uh, popcorn and, you know, popcorn without the seasonings mm-hmm. uh, is, is a pretty healthy thing to eat. It is. And we're talking about how to make it not as so healthy, but, <laughs> but more delicious to eat. Um, and and uh, this is truly interesting. Now, uh, you, ta- you you touched kind of briefly on um, sometimes when you hit that sort of slow mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. that patch, that, that mm-hmm. slow patch. Mm-hmm. When you have, can you share with us a story of, of that slow moment and then also a moment of triumph that that you've experienced sure i would say um a slow moment here in bloomington because bloomington is considered a college town Mm -hmm. um i would say slow moments here typically come um, in the summertime and right after holiday so right after holiday um is probably the most difficult because 
you know how when you experience something and you're you have such a high, you're so excited. Right. You know, oftentimes wintertime holiday sales can be four times what we normally experience, and that's significant. You'd like jackpot, yeah, making it rain, baby, popcorn for the win, you know, all that, <laughs> all of that. And uh, the reality is, is that's you know, when you're a new company, there may be some temporal, that's kind of temporal, you know, because everybody's shopping, you've got a food product, it looks delicious, the store's stocked with baskets and bags, and sometimes you get the last minute freak out people, like, well, food is not too expensive, and it looks good, so we'll throw this in the basket, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would say the first time that we experienced that lull after holiday, Lord Jesus, I was like, well... I feel like this was a trick. <laughs> and I feel like we going to close cuz I feel like this was a trick. <laughs> so, but so the first year that was very very difficult mm-hmm. coming off of that I I to be very honest, I thought I was going to have to close, you know, cuz I thought you have a full staff, you can't just fire them <laughs> in January, you know. Thank you so much for your help. But you're fired. You were seasonal. And right. You, you didn't know that at first. <laughs> like you said. You know, but but surprise. Here's your pink slip. We're so sorry. And a gallon of popcorn? I mean, you know, whatever. Like <laughs> maybe one for your family. I mean, just like it it it, it the first year it I thought we were gonna have to close because just such a significant change in the um revenues. But through the course of the year, again, this is where you kind of go back. You're like, okay, I received this vision divinely, so I'm going to go back and ask, what can we do to remain sustained in the lulls? And so I'm always grateful for those challenging moments, because if you pay attention, it gives you an opportunity to request insight to how not be at that impasse again. And so that's how I used Mm. that. I used it to say, you know what, after I get got past that, well, we didn't have to close, but I need insight to have wisdom about what to do so we won't go through this again. And so fortunately, what we've done to, in order, and this, this would be a victory, what we've been doing in order that we won't have the blow or it won't be so significant of times when we can't depend on, for instance, retail customers We've expanded our reach in terms of having our product on store shelves, in terms of really even right now being intentional about increasing our our, our, our online presence and online sales because the reality is the website was where I first started. I didn't start with the storefront. I started the website in October 2016. Mm-hmm. I didn't open the storefront until March 2017. And what actually was the precipitous to opening the storefront was customer demand. I could no longer reasonably um, deliver popcorn to people who were ordering it on the website. I just couldn't do that. And so that's when I took the leap of faith to open a physical storefront. So what I'm saying is, is that um, even with the storefront, I quickly realized we have got to do more so that when the the community is it's fewer people when, you know, half of the town leaves for the summer, half of the town leaves after holiday break. What are you going to do? You can't just sit there. Right. You have to do something. Right. 
And so we're excited that we've um, been more intentional about mm-hmm. um, growing our online um uh, growing our online, I guess, visibility, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. We're now part of something called Market Wagon. Um, and uh, people can not only, you can order from our own website, but also Market Wagon delivers to oh, Indianapolis, yeah. Bloomington, Lafayette, and Anderson. Mm-hmm. So the, the region we're in for Market Wagon delivers to those four cities in Indiana. And we've, so we're just, you know, trying to leave our footprint in sure. different places so that in those low moments of time that retail often experiences, Mm -hmm. my desire is that it won't even impact us in that way. But you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. So if some venture capitalist swings by Mm -hmm. and gets a taste of that delicious popcorn, are you willing to sell for the right price? For the right price in the millions, yes. <laughs> Y'all out there and all. And and if if somebody comes along has uh, got the right price and mm-hmm. willing to sell, what's the next adventure? What do you what do you fantasize about while you're making oh that caramel? Oh my god! Listen, lady, I have vision books full of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's almost so you write down. I do. Okay. I do, and oftentimes they come to me in my sleep because mm-hmm. I'm a busybody. So I think it's difficult to slow me down when I'm awake. So, but I have a book full of of things. Um, I also have an integrated wellness, you know, company. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, next year, the year after should be really um, able to move in that space mm-hmm. in a really, really significant way. Uh, but yeah, there are definitely other things in my, in my queue, mm-hmm. if you will. And, and you may have you may have uh, thought of this because you said earlier that we are on the same wavelength when it comes to thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, have you developed internships for for youth? It's a great question. Yeah. And have you uh, sought out, say, Boys and Girls Club? Not just because that's the one organization that comes to mind first mm-hmm. of all, but in other areas like such as church to maybe start. Um, a Dr. Virginia Gathiri Academy, yeah, uh, for young entrepreneurs, and um, and we're going to talk about that next week. Yes, by the way, there's just a little tease uh, okay. for some youth in the city of Bloomington that, when given uh, X amount of dollars and resource uh, mm-hmm. resources, uh, come up with a program. Mm-hmm. The city will help to undergird that, oh, and so we'll talk about okay. that next week. But because I'm talking to a, a world class entrepreneur right now, <laughs> uh, have you thought of uh, ways to um, bring youth to the table to give them experience and thinking out of the box with flavors, mm-hmm. uh, mixing, having your world-class cook show them how to, to <laughs> yeah. pop some corn without, I'm raising my hand, burning it. Yes. I, the I the chemistry, the chemistry <laughs> part of it. That's I, right. I can Absolutely. burn popcorn really? that comes true. in, in the You're bag. Really you know, the kind you just throw in the microwave three That's minutes, true. turn oh, yeah. it over, whatever. I can burn that. <laughs> <laughs> and it stays the it lingers in the in the house for two three oh, days. Oh God, that's the worst. Yeah. Burnt popcorn is the absolute worst, especially oh, in those boy. bags. My God. Oh, boy. But yeah, that's a great that's a great idea. So we were fortunate last year mm-hmm. to have uh, a class from the Kelly School of Business use our business as their uh, project business for their it's an um, undergrad entrepreneurship class as their project and they did a really great job they you know had a few meetings with me came into the store presented a great presentation of some ideas that they had and so we've done that Um, they also suggested developing you know an internship program that they would be able to help with some of that so I think that would be fantastic but I love the idea of the youth because you know as you remember that I mentioned earlier as a young as a young adolescent person 
I picked up the entrepreneurial what you were watching your dad do from my dad mm-hmm. and that did so many things I mean it made me courageous it made me know that uh, this is something you could do and honestly it wasn't even about I'm gonna be a billionaire doing this now I will one day y'all write it down come on but <laughs> um, right. mm-hmm. but but the reality is is it wasn't even about that but I just mm-hmm. there was a certain power and independence and having your own and kind of enterprise. An, yeah, kind of an inevitableness. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just just having this this is mine. Mm-hmm. I created this. Having this enterprise. And I think young people need that. They need to know that, you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken didn't start from some big boardroom. It started with a man that had an idea that failed hundreds of times. It started with somebody that had courage to say, hey, I can make fried chicken that's finger licking good. Mm -hmm. It started with, you know, somebody that was a little older, but he had tried a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that young people need to see that. They need to see the reality of it. I mean, I saw some of my business, some of my dad's businesses, he had to close, right? They didn't maybe perform the way he wanted. Or when my mother became really, really ill, he had to step away because life happens and you pay attention to family and life, but it doesn't mean that it can't happen. It doesn't mean you can't do it. And so I think not only young people, but also those of us who are older than young people, we need to, there's still courage. If you're 45, you're 55, you're 65, you can, if you're breathing, you can still do it. The willingness to fail forward, to quote John C. Maxwell, mm-hmm. is really uh, what separates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know. Oh, absolutely. Because people have told me multiple times, I would never do what you do. I mean, I've people that know intimately the sacrifices that have been made. My God, mm-hmm. you know. Two products come to mind that sort of illustrate what you're talking about right now: WD forty mm-hmm. and Formula four hundred nine. No kidding. And they will Mm -hmm. tell you that the reason why they're named uh, accordingly Mm -hmm. is that they failed 39 times Mm. and they failed 408 times. Wow. I didn't know that. that. I did not know that. And then I think of one of our sheroes that we uh, lift up um, uh, routinely, and that's Madam C.J. Walker. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Uh, There was a distinct need. that's right. And no doubt those uh, skills she learned from her family. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she didn't go sleep one night and wake up with this <laughs> wonderful way to straighten hair without no. burning it off <laughs> or, 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 or tinging it forever. Mm-hmm. But no, she, she incorporated some things that she learned, but she had this passion to make it distinctive and set That's it apart. Right. And That's so right. uh, she introduced that business model and, and um, began to treat herself as if uh, she was a chosen vessel to mm-hmm. uh, to just ramp up this hairstyle, this hair product mm-hmm. for the masses, mm-hmm. uh, and then trained others that came behind. That's right. So that they opened up salons mm-hmm. using her product. She was smart using her she product. She was brilliant. Or, or using her popcorn. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. And so I got 10%. So, okay. <laughs> All these two. We got 20% now, y'all. I'm going to need some, listen, I'm going to need some capital venture capitalists to come <laughs> along. We got 20% on the you, table you now. You may have some listening uh, today. Now, now we have about, about two more minutes in, okay. in, in this segment of the uh, conversation, and we have a treat for you. But, oh, uh, thank you. We have you. about two minutes. So, uh, Roberta, um, 
any final questions for Virginia? Now, in the community, I will say this, that she is highly regarded uh-huh. and well-revered and Thank well you. thought of. <laughs> and is, again, multi-talented and um, has shared her gifts and talents with so many people. And we just want to thank you publicly over the air. Ever since I've known you, you've, you've had that sort of just uh, graciousness about yourself. Aww. And, um, you know, that's been instilled in you and you share it with others. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to I ask you something I've never asked you before. Yes. What do you love most about Bloomington? Oh, my gosh. What keeps you here? You know what? I would say my village. Mm-hmm. Um, when my mom died, I was still in college and undergrad. Well, no, 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 that's not right. I was going into grad school. That's right. I was because it was 21 years ago. So I was entering my first graduate degree. Um, and that was also an, a pass in time when my two best friends left town. And I was feeling a little low, a little low. But I have... I've been so blessed and fortunate to have a village that has been built very nicely. And I never, you couldn't have paid me to believe, you know, 21 years ago that if ever I were to think, oh my God, I'll be sad if I leave Bloomington. But I think I would, could say that now. And so what I love most about Bloomington is my village, not only my village, let's say, in my faith community, but also just people that I've met along the way, people at the university, people just in the community, students even, you know, customers. Um, It's been great, and I'm very fortunate. We're very fortunate to have you. Thank you. And on that note, we will say our thanks to Dr. Virginia Gathiri, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and an IU professor in the School of Public Health for joining us to share her story a popcorn with a K enterprise. To learn more, go to triple W P O P K O R N T W I S T dot com. That's popcorn twist dot com.
has an open submission policy. So if you have an idea for this program, let's hear it. Send an email to our volunteer staff. The address is bringiton at wfhb.org. We want to make sure that we're sharing everything and anything impacting the African-American community with our listening audience in Bloomington and beyond. The email address, once again, is bringiton at wfhb.org. And if you were listening, you just heard My Faith by our guest, Dr. Virginia Gathiri. This track is from her 2015 CD project, Trust God. Of all the gifts that God has bestowed upon her, she most enjoys using her gifts of song to inspire the world. And Dr. Gathiri offers melodies of praise at weddings, concerts, graduations, homegoing celebrations, in which we witnessed not too long ago. And other events, um, and you thank can you. And, and you can have popcorn at those. And events you can. Too. That's right. <laughs> what yes. flavor? Would, oh, no, let me stop. <laughs> no, okay. um, and again, this is bringing on the People's Forum for Black Culture in South Central Indiana and beyond. Are you a tweeter? You're invited to follow the WFHB News Twitter account. This is a great way to get breaking news and updates on what's going on behind the scenes and on the air with WFHB News. Go to Twitter.com and search for. WFHB News, or you can always visit WFHB's news website at wfhb.org slash news. Bring It On is Indiana's only public affairs program dedicated to the African American community here on WFHB 91.3 FM and live on the web at wfhb.org. Now at the top of the hour, we share that we have an update from one of our previous guests, Dr. Charlie Nelms, and I'd like to ask my co-anchor to share this exciting news. Yeah, uh, on Tuesday, June 11, 2019, 
At 7 o'clock, Dr. Charlie Nelms, Vice President Emeritus of Indiana University and Chancellor Emeritus of North Carolina Central University, will discuss his recently published memoir by the Indiana University Press in press entitled From Cotton Fields to University Leadership All Eyes on Charlie a memoir at Uni- at St. Mark's United Methodist Church which is located at 100 North State Road 46 Bypass in Bloomington Indiana Following his talk and a question and answer period Dr. Nelms will be available to sign uh, autograph books and to answer any questions Uh, What's really special is that the royalties from his books will be donated to Historically Black College and University funds for scholarships for low-income students. Talk about philanthropy in motion. Mm -hmm. The event is free and open to everyone. Light refreshments will be served. I wonder if they'll serve uh, popcorn. (laughs) I wonder. (laughs) Again, that's at uh, St. Mark's United Methodist Church, which is located at 100 North State Road 46 by and the bypass in Bloomington, Indiana at 7 p.m. tomorrow evening. Now, I, I, re- I received a, a copy of uh, his memoir, and I've been enjoying it. And Roberta, how about yourself? I know, I know you have plowed through there. Yeah, I've read it a few times, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. For sure. Okay. I, I think that much like um, Dr. G, our earlier guest this evening, mm-hmm. her story is every black American story. Uh, Dr. Nelms' story is every baby boomer's story. I believe he's, um, he would even say this about himself, that he's an ordinary guy who believed in extraordinary dreams. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, our thanks once again to Dr. Virginia Gathery, entrepreneur and motivational speaker. Um, and singer extraordinaire and IU professor in the School of Public Health for joining us to share her story of Popcorn Enterprise. To learn more, go to www.popcorntwist.com. Our show's producer is Clarence Boone with help from WFHB News Department Director Wes Martin. Tonight's board engineer is Chantal Lafontaine, and our original theme music was created by Jamil Effiam, with additional background tracks by David Baker. For WFHB, I am Roberta Radovich. And I'm Clarence Boone. Tune in next Monday, June 17th at 6 p.m. for another exciting edition of Bring It On right here on your community radio station, WFHB. You've been listening to Bring It On, a volunteer-powered production of Community Radio WFHB in Bloomington, Indiana. Bring It On is your forum for open dialogue on the people, issues, and events affecting the African-American community in South Central Indiana and beyond. Send your comments, suggestions, and story ideas directly to the Bring It On staff. The email address is bringit at wfhb.org. That's bringit at wfhb.org.